Are you ready to get real? Welcome to Real Estate, the world's loneliest career, where you're always out of balance, unfulfilled, the role models are fake, the numbers unattainable, and you're just supposed to be and do it all. Join three self-made millionaire real estate agents, wives, moms, and business owners as we level up, learn from special guests, and elevate and disrupt an entire industry through real education our way. Going to be chatting today about Zillow, which is like always scary to me because they are a brokerage, which means that um, they fall under NAR and all of our local guidelines for ethics, which include not disparaging your fellow real estate agent or brokers. And so I always get a little bit nervous talking about this because they're scary and they have lots of money and lots of attorneys and uh, lots of stuff. But so the first thing was um, last week, two weeks ago, Zillow put out a press release essentially saying that they were freezing buying properties amongst most places in the country. Um, I knew several real estate agents and several people across the country that had contracts with Zillow, right? So Zillow had offered on their properties prior and they were somewhere in that period of the initial offer and the offer acceptance and then getting to the closing table where Zillow actually sent out emails to everyone and said, we are no longer buying properties. And so we cannot fulfill our contract essentially. So I personally knew people whose um, offers or contracts were pulled by Zillow a couple days probably before that um, major press release was put out by Zillow. Um, And then Zillow essentially came out and just said, hey, we are putting a hold on buying properties for the rest of the year. I'm actually gonna try to find that article really quick to throw up on the screen um, so that we can like really dissect this together um, because it's super interesting. And there are, I wanna find the actual, like from Zillow, cause obviously there's tons of in the last two days, now other things that they're saying that are that are coming out here but um i mean here i guess this here's an article it's not the article directly from zillow but it's something that we can at least look at together so um and i'm pulling my screen neighborhood really fast can you guys see my screen no hang on here we go okay now you can see my screen um so this was posted um, by Riz Media in on October 26, Zillow stops buying houses. What does this mean? And will other iBuyers follow suit? Um, the real estate platform Zillow announced on October 18th that its home flipping business Zillow offers. That's what they call the part of the business where they make cash offers to buy houses and then turn around and put them back on the market. That's called Zillow offers. Um, will be taking a break from signing any new contracts as the company addresses a backlog of its properties still in the renovation pipeline. This is a quote from Zillow. We're operating within a labor and supply constrained economy inside a competitive real estate market, especially in the construction, renovation and closing spaces, says Jeremy Waxman's Zillow's COO in a statement. According to Waxman, Zillow hasn't been exempt from the mix of challenges straining home builders and real estate professionals over the past couple of years. We now have an operational backlog for renovations and closings, he continued. Pausing new contracts will enable us to focus on sellers already under contract with us and our current home inventory. Zillow plans to halt new acquisitions for at least the rest of 2021. The company noted that it would continue purchasing homes that have already signed contracts, but hasn't haven't closed yet. So I don't know. All of this is just so interesting to me because, oh my God, Dan Ludwig is on with us, you guys. Sorry, tangent. We never see Dan. 
Dan says they're also selling a ton of them for less than what they bought for. Um, That's yeah. what I was sitting here doing. I'm confused. Like, first of all, there's two major things I'm confused about. <clears throat> they said they were going to proceed with the contracts that they had, but we know that's not true because I've actually seen emails from Zillow saying, unfortunately, we can't continue buying your property. We also just found out last night because Jess was at a listing presentation that they're buying properties in our area. So this is wildly confusing. So I think one of the things that when Zillow released that article, they were saying that they were purchasing properties because there's been all this talk that they're purchasing property at market values, which when I go on these listing appointments and I'm pulling the comps, when the sellers tell me what Zillow is willing to buy their house for, it's 75 to a hundred thousand dollars more than what the highest comp in the neighborhood is. So while you were pulling up your stuff, I went through in my neighborhood because for whatever reason, my neighborhood specifically has been really heavily purchased by Zillow. Um, so the two properties that are currently listed, they listed 12 in here over the last four weeks. Um, so this one they purchased on August 25th for $726,789. The next highest comp in the neighborhood was $630. And they're currently down to $639,900 on the purchase price. So almost on the list price. So they're almost $100,000 less than what they purchased the house for in August, which the price that it's currently listed at is more in line with fair market value. So they're almost just that one house, $100,000 difference. So why would they do one, that? I don't know. So then this other one they purchased for 682, 681 in July. It just came on the market at 667, 900, and they're already down to 639, 900 on that one as well. So I mean to okay. So we did another live. If anyone wants it, I can post the link, or you can go back through our Facebook page and find it. But we did another live. Um, maybe a couple weeks ago, a month ago, where we talked about this video that went viral on TikTok in which, and I can play it again if we want to, but in which this agent basically was explaining, it's just so wild, like the arc of the way that this has gone. You know, like originally every real estate agent in the United States was afraid that Zillow was going to take their jobs away by entering into residential brokerage on a mass scale. We never even somehow expected the fact that they would purchase and acquire so much inventory across the United States that they could essentially control the market, right? So this viral video comes out on TikTok um, and this guy is talking about how essentially um, Zillow never needs to operate at a profit because what they're going to do is buy houses one through five and not care about what kind of profit they make on it because house number six, they're going to shoot way up high in price and change the comps for the entire neighborhood. And then houses seven through infinity that they sell from there on forward are going to be worth substantially higher, right? So essentially they're taking a loss in order to control the market is what this man on TikTok proposed which we all felt was really true until all of a sudden they just stopped buying properties, which they're saying per that statement is because of supply chain issues and COVID. Do you think that it has anything to do with the fact that they just yeah. don't understand the cycle of real estate in at least our market and that it always slows down the end of the year? I think, think Zillow knows more than any of us because they control the data, right? Like Zillow, if it, they have consultants that are, you know, millions and millions of dollars a year. They knew that they know that this happens. I think that there's been a huge backlash based off of this TikTok video. Um, Redfin responded to the video. Zillow, and, and to be fair, the TikToker never said what company he was talking about but everybody knew what it was and there has been a huge amount of backlash. And I think it's brought a lot of attention in a place where people feel scared. They're afraid to enter the housing market. They're afraid of market manipulation. They're afraid of 
these big corporations manage, like now that it's been brought to light, the general public is angry. They're angry. And um, I think that maybe that's a little bit of what's going on. I mean, the sellers I met with last night, she was like, if they're willing to pay me X for my house, I'll do it, but I won't feel good about it because I'd rather it go to a regular family. But why wouldn't I make an extra $100,000 if they're going to do that for me? And she's not wrong either. No, she's not. I mean, that's with any investor that's a cash investor that's offering way more than what we perceive market value is. Um, but down here in Colorado Springs, it's different. Like I just listed and I have under contract a house that's literally five doors down from two different listings with that company. And my house sold for almost $60,000 more than theirs. Why? And mine's smaller. Why is that? I think part of that is just there. There's no rhyme or reason for it. But I think part of it is that it's hard to get their houses under contract. It's very difficult to get communication. You have to fill out their packets. You have to use their title companies. So that part of the money that Dan's comment is talking about, they're profiting from utilizing their title, right? They're profiting from all of their affiliates, all of it. So, yep. so the premier agent, so if you pay for Zillow and you're an agent who's a premier agent with Zillow that pays for leads, anytime they have a, they, they can choose to give you the lead to go to list this property and you'll pay them 30% in a referral fee. So that's part of what Dan's comment right now is. Um, they're Read making comment. It says, so part of their loss is expected because they're marketing those listings to other agents and making money back. So if they overpay by $30,000, they are going to get $50,000 in marketing. But now that they're selling them for less, I wonder where the profits are. It's all intermixed. Like they're, they're still profiting. We're still paying them as real estate agents for leads. We're still feeding the beast. They're still getting the money, even if they're taking losses. I will say I got a, I've gotten a bunch of phone calls, at least from my market lately, that there's a whole lot of different zip codes that are open and available now that weren't previously. So I wonder if, at least in my market, they're not, agents aren't feeding them as much as they used to. That's always been scarier to me than anything else, though, because the minute that we all pull the plug on our advertising, they have no choice but to come after us even harder because they have to make profit somewhere. So Dan says, yes, they have their flex program and the leads they sell to agents from each of these listings. And then, yeah, all their affiliates. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they have an enormous amount of capital and cash reserves and they don't need to post a profit on a new um, business vertical that they're doing, which is the Zillow offers thing, right? So, I mean, they have a, they have a lot of money to lose. Um, so, okay, two weeks ago, they say they're stopping buying properties. And then yesterday, oh, um, this whole, I'm going to share my screen again. This whole thing comes out, right? Um, where this analyst is looking at what they're doing. And this analyst is saying that, oh, that's a Reddit article. I can't open the actual article because it's a lockdown for... So basically what's happening is someone is saying that um, an analyst, a financial analyst has looked at their books and they estimate that they are selling 93% of their properties across the United States for less than they paid for them. I do think that part of this is a hole in their model that they maybe didn't anticipate, which is when they go under contract with somebody, they can choose to give them up to 120 days to close. So like if I'm Zillow and Jess is the seller and I walk into Jess's house and Jess says, yeah, I'm going to sell my property to you Zillow, then they can give Jess up to 120 days to actually close on that property and move out. They won't do a rent back, but they will give an extended closing. So I do think that a big part of what's going on is that they bought all of these properties 120 days ago during the height of the market. And then the market cools for the season. And now they're essentially finger quotes upside down. 
right? Because they agreed to a contract price 120 days ago when the market was substantially higher. And now they're going to close on all of these right now and they're worth substantially less. So I think that they screwed that up big time. Part of, you know, the reason that anyone ever sells to an iBuyer is convenience. And so it was mega convenient that they could say to all these people, well, you can contract with us and lock in your price today and then not close and have to move for 120 days. But I don't know how much Zillow thought about the fact that the market can completely change in 120 days. And all of a sudden they're holding all this inventory they've committed to purchasing that's now worth substantially less. Yeah. It's like when builders used to do that, like end of the year fire sale just so they could get their numbers back up mm -hmm. so they could show that they're still the number one builder in your market. I wonder if that's part of it. And the other part might be that they need to take a loss for tax reasons because they've just bought all of these properties and they might need a loss for some of it. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. The other thing is, and everybody who's watching, I'd love if you'd throw this up in the chat. Um, have you shown a Zillow property in your area and what does it look like? So like, I will tell you, I've been in probably 10 or 15 of them in the last like 30 days. Not one of them has had a single update done to it. So the fact that they're coming in and saying that, um, you know, they can't continue purchasing properties because they're bogged down due to supply chain issues, I think is total bullshit. I have shown their properties in the past where they've done minor things like, you know, paint. I have yet to see them do like a full blown remodel or flip of any type, but like literally in the last 30 days, the 10 or 15 Zillow properties I've shown, if you looked at the photos before and the photos when Zillow put it on the market, they're exactly the same. They changed nothing except for they put the new locking mechanism on the front door to get you in and out. Are you seeing tons of updates in their properties? No. And the ones that I have shown that do have updates, it's a really bad paint job, right? And it's cheap carpet. I mean, that's all it is. The old, what is, what did he say on the TikTok video? The old paint sparkle and shine. <laughs> and then they call it an update and list for 60,000 higher. I haven't even seen that. And that's what's going on. Like, I don't know if, um, I mean, yes, supply chain issues and contractor issues, like that's a very, that's a real thing, right? So maybe they just were like, oh crap, we can't get anyone in here to do anything to this property. So we're going to go ahead and like, just put it out exactly the same, but they look like crap. Yeah, they, do well, like, they don't even I mean, they're not going to be staging them either. Right. So mm -hmm. what stager is going to leave all of their staging items in a house that anyone has access to and can drag the stuff out the front door? They they're wouldn't do that either. Yeah, they're not going to stage them. I mean, I, they even allow the appliances in there. I feel like it's that old um, adage, like a bull market makes everyone look like a genius. Right. So, like, I think that they came into this super hot and heavy. And I think that the market has softened a little bit combined with the fact that legitimately getting contractors out there to do work is very difficult. And so I think that, I mean, I don't want to say they're in trouble because again, they have cash reserves next to God, right? But like they probably went, Hey, wait a minute. This isn't that financially solvent or they really are as devious as our TikTok friend shared. And they just went, wait, we can't manipulate the market as much during this season. So let's put a pause on buying and try again. In the I mean, the part that I don't understand, though, is that, you know, these houses really are sitting on the market. And in my neighborhood specifically, those houses have now been reduced to what fair market value. And they're still sitting on the market. Right. And so now we've got almost like a stigmatized property. And then you throw in the added layer of they haven't owned the property long enough for it to be FHA eligible. So to me, you're further squeezing out another pool of buyers. And so you're really diminishing the buyer pool, not only by listing really high and expecting buyers to potentially have to bridge massive appraisal gaps, but now we're squeezing out you know, middle America from being able to just flat out purchase a house based on the type of financing that they might be able to use. You guys, we have so fun friends watching today. Hi, Colin. We love you. Um, Colin Cameron says, couldn't it simply be an awareness play at an intentional loss to bring attention to their other products? Yes. Unfortunately, we have seen over the years, they are usually a step ahead. There's a play here somewhere. Like I agree with this a million percent. 
I don't think this is an oops. I think that this is part of their plan for a million percent sure. Um, I mean, listen, think about it this way, maybe. Okay. To me, it's almost the same thing as a real estate agent, your standard typical realtor wanting to make a play at a new farm area. And so in order to do that, they're going to go in and offer a reduced listing commission to anyone in that farm area just so that they can get a million signs in the yard. And once they have market share in that community, everyone is going to come to that real estate agent to list or buy. And that guy owns that community. I absolutely think, Colin, that could be exactly what they're doing. They don't care about a loss at this moment in time. And they're just doing it to get as many signs in the yard as humanly possible so that they have mind share so that the second someone thinks about selling a property, they think of Zillow. Yeah. And I think too, like they are usually like Colin said, multiple steps ahead. I wonder if by them casting that broad net over the entire country, they're just trying to pull in data to figure out which markets they can manipulate best and which ones they can't. Of course. Um, and Colorado, unfortunately, is probably one of the ones they can where they can buy a property, you know, three months ago for 60 grand more than everybody else is paying for it and still break even now. Like, well, and I just a massive light bulb, you guys, like massive light bulb. Us as real estate agents are looking at the news, these news articles that are popping up over the last couple of days saying, where's my phone? Zillow, you can't see it. Zillow is selling 93% of homes for less than it paid. It's like this big, huge headline and all the real estate agents are like, oh my God, why would they be doing this? And Zillow is going to go to business, right? Um, what does that say to the public? The buyers are like, oh my God, we should go to Zillow because it's so much Zillow will pay. Zillow will pay me 93% more than what my house is worth. Boom. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you not go to anyone who says, like, that could be intentional in the messaging right there. The messaging that we think is like hilarious or damaging potentially to Zillow is mind blowing to a seller because the seller is going to go, Zillow will pay me substantially more than what my house is worth. Mm -hmm. Brittany Bowers says, I think they personally have the wrong people transacting and facilitating their listings. We have submitted offers, some even cash, and we've gotten two denied. And yet on the MLS, they said highest and best by this date. So we were like, wait a second. Did they take other offers, Brittany, or did they just keep sitting there? It reminds me of, like, I was an REO agent back in the day, and I used to do a ton of bank-owned business. That's what it reminded me of. It reminds me of, I mean, you know, back then working for the banks, we had worksheets and spreadsheets and all kinds of things that were metrics that we were used, allowed to use to negotiate. They made zero sense to the general public, right? But this is a corporation. They think differently than a regular. If they were as smart as we think they are, why don't they have their own MLS by now? That basically pushes us as agents out and buyers can only see their properties if they go through them, period. I'm sure but I do think that might be coming. I mean, look, they quietly purchased showing time, right? Like. Do I think that that statement's far-fetched? I, I don't. Own a market, own the agents. They make us their employees. I, I mean, it's pretty weird. Like, I will say um, it's just the arc that, like, the way that this has happened so quickly is what's so astounding to me. Like, I think that we all saw something nefarious coming with this. I think we were looking in the wrong place. <laughs> Um, and not even thinking about the way that they could potentially manipulate the market if they own most of the inventory across the United States. But, you know, like earlier this year, we I did a podcast interview for our show with Jay Thompson, which I love you, Jay, if you're listening, who was, you know, worked for Zillow for years and years and years and years and years as their advocate in outreach to real estate agents, like in the community and on social media. And I spoke to Jay, I'd have to go back and look at the date on the interview. And Jay was absolutely adamant that they were not going to enter into the brokerage space. And within like three weeks, I didn't even end up publishing the podcast episode because by the time that we got around to publishing it, it was irrelevant because they moved that fast. I definitely agree with Colin. There's a huge play here at place. 
I think once they do have that hold on their own MLS, that then they can basically make their own rules and say, just like some builders were saying, we're not going to pay the real estate agent. You're going to have to pay them. And it is what it is. And we have to play by their rules. If they want that house, they have to do it without us. And then that's a massive risk for the buyer. I mean, I've been saying this for a really long time. I think if this brings anything, it brings the death of the buyer's agent and people Mm -hmm. need to focus more on listings because I don't know that I see a world in which buyer's agents continue to be as relevant as they have been before. Unless we are somehow able as a community to change our messaging to the other benefits of having a real estate agent on your side of the transaction outside of just negotiating on price or being able to secure a property for you. Just tell us what happened yesterday. So remember on October 18th, I think is what the article said, they put out this massive press release countrywide that says they're no longer buying properties. There's a freeze on buying properties until at least Q1 of 2022. And then what happened to you yesterday? Um, so I went on a listing appointment. I had sold the house down the street um, at the beginning of September and sold it for an astronomical price. And so they wanted, they had received a, a job offer somewhere else moving out of state and they decided last week to take said job offer. So they lined up appointments with two different real estate agents and got a cash offer from Zillow. So Zillow had said two weeks ago, they're not purchasing anymore. They have a con- an offer dated October 28th, last Thursday, um, for an astronomical price on this house, um, from Zillow just last week. And then they were meeting with, I'm assuming a premier agent as well that Zillow had hooked them up with if they had decided they wanted to go a more traditional route. So I had given them the articles that said, you know, we're done buying, we're not purchasing anymore, et cetera. And um, they showed me the the offer, the actual offer from Zillow last week. Okay, hang on. I'm you know? sorry to interrupt you. I was just Googling. Check this out. This was posted 10 minutes ago. Zillow seeks to, haul, to sell 7,000 homes for $2.8 billion after flipping halt. Zillow's seeking $2.8 billion for a package of 7,000 properties being pitched to institutional investors. So are they looking to purchase more to strengthen the package then? No, they're saying they're looking to offload 7,000 properties at a market price of $2.8 billion for a package of 7,000 properties to an investor, like a BlackRock or a Blackstone. So basically, this looks like they saw their stock dive. Something's going on. They're worried. Or maybe they're not even worried. And they're just going to offload an entire package of 7,000 properties across the entire United States for $2.8 billion and then flex themselves with more cash and move forward. Sorry, that just put was posted within the last like five minutes. But why do that? Why take that loss? Why not just hold those properties that are currently losing and use them as rentals? Then we have Zillow rents. Like, why do that? Jess, that could also be why maybe they're offering on your client's property again. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's clearly something going on. We just don't know what it is. All right, I'm going to read this article because this is breaking news while we're talking. Zillow Group is looking to sell approximately 7,000 homes as it seeks to recover from a fumble in its high-tech home flipping business. Let me share this so you guys can read along. The company is seeking roughly $2.8 billion for the package of 7,000 homes, which are being pitched to institutional investors, according to people familiar with the matter. Zillow will likely sell the properties to a, multiple, a multitude of buyers rather than packaging them in a single transaction, said the people who asked not to be named because the matter is private. A representative for Zillow didn't immediately comment. The move to offload homes comes as Zillow seeks to recover from an operational stumble that saw it buy too many houses, with many now being listed for less than it paid. The company typically offers smaller numbers of homes to single family landlords. Did you guys know that they do that? But the current sales effort is much larger than normal. If successful, the sale would make a dramatic dent in Zillow's inventory, The company acquired roughly 8,000 homes in the third quarter, 
according to an estimate by real estate tech strategist, Mike Del Peretti. Zillow shares dropped 8.6% on Monday. The stock has slipped 22% this year through Friday after nearly tripling last year in 2020. They're scheduled to report earnings on Tuesday. Holy shit. Wait a minute. So did you know that they sell to... investors to for rentals i mean i guess that makes complete sense right this is like the biggest in my opinion thing that we need to be talking about and we to the public not to other real estate agents and i really feel strongly you've got to be very careful because they are attorney and money wealthy and we know from prior issues that they're watching the internet and they're watching social media um and you cannot disparage your fellow real estate broker. However, I think this is like the worst thing that's happened to America in an extremely long time. And I do not think that if the general public was like fully aware of how this was going, that they would be okay with it. Like they are single-handedly going to be responsible for gentrifying communities, raising pricing to the fact, like to the point that average Americans can no longer afford to buy a property and they're going to sell out 7,000 homes across the United States to institutional investors and not even give homeowners a shot at them? Are you kidding me? So a friend of mine had made a post in one of our local Facebook groups here. And the question was, do you believe that these iBuyer programs are contributing to the housing crisis? So he went on to explain it. He went on to, and this is a Facebook group of 12,000 people here in my city. He went on to explain it and I, you know, click the follow button because I want to see what everyone's saying. There ended up being like 700 comments on this post and people, the general public that didn't know this was going on were mind blown. Mm -hmm. And once this was explained and articulated and the TikTok video was shared and all of these articles were shared, it was like a complete mind blow of an entire community going this explains why I can't get into a house. This explains why I've written 15 offers and I'm I'm homeless and had to re-up my lease now because I can't buy a house because of all of these investors. And people were angry. They should be angry. Time. Yeah, no, they. I think this is bigger than like us as real estate agents. This is like, you have to share this if you want your children to ever have an opportunity to own a home in the United States of America because we are escalating at such a rapid rate and all of this is playing into it. Let me catch up on comments. Brittany said, we're in Phoenix and Zillow Flex agents. That's like their premier agent program now. Since they started their program in October of 2019, lead volume has drastically reduced, even though they have let go of so many Flex agents over the last year. I wonder if they are interesting, Brittany. I wonder if they're keeping those properties on the market to be able to drive leads to their premier agents. Yep. Uh, so they can have something to sell to try to like continue to feed the beast, right? Yeah. Like to feed the machine, essentially. That's smart. Yeah. Really. I did not think because mm -hmm. don't they guarantee a minimum per month of what you're paying for? Kind of. Or, yes. Yeah. Ashley, Adrian. Hi, Ashley. We love you. I think the plan was to offload them and cash grab from the beginning. So I was kind of sitting here wondering that, like, because obviously that article was just published like minutes ago. So I haven't had a chance to digest it. I was kind of sitting there wondering the same thing while I was reading it, right? Um, I wonder if there's any way, I wonder if there's any way to figure out what those properties are actually worth. Like, are they, right. but see, that's the other thing too, Ashley, that I don't understand is if that was the point, okay, and I'm like thinking out loud, so I'm going to sound like an idiot, but if that was the point from the very beginning to put together a ginormous package of properties across the United States that they could sell for buku dollars, why would they pause buying properties and allow that to hit the news? And why would they allow this news that they're purchasing at 93% more than what properties are worth? Because 
any investor now, BlackRock, Blackstone, any of these big institutional investors that want to come in and buy these packages of properties now know that they're not worth what Zillow wants for them, that two point whatever billion dollars, right? Right. But that's why they're trying to buy the houses with other smaller investors that are not overpaying that much and buying portfolios from them. I think Zillow's trying to hide it like you do with, you know, when you're selling like a hundred loans and one of them or three of them maybe aren't awesome risk wise, but the rest of them are. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're trying to hide it in there with the volume. They can't be overpaying for every single property. I bet they because back, I mean, six months ago they were paying you know, hundred grand less than a property is worth. So they probably still have those in inventory too. Holy shit. That's that article that they just published is like blowing my mind right now. We also know that there are companies out there, which by the way, are funded by federal freaking tax dollars. Let that blow your mind for a second that's only interest is to own as many American homes as humanly possible. So in some way, I guess one of those institutional investors could come in and buy that bulk package of properties and not care what they're worth. Mm -hmm. And, and if they're going they to sell or rent them to, well, yeah, if you're going to turn them into rentals or long-term holds, do we care what the immediate market value is? The answer is no. Holy shit, you guys. I'm looking to see if there's any other articles on this. I mean, the, the overwhelming commentary on the internet, like if you just look at this, um, hang on, let me share my screen. The overwhelming commentary of the market is Zillow's having a flipping flop. Zillow made a mistake. Zillow overbought, Zillow, right? So like, that's what. But I don't, I've never thought that was true, right? Like there's no way a company like this doesn't make a huge, massive. I just find it, I don't, do I think maybe it didn't go the way they a thousand percent planned? Sure. But I also think that there was another plan there that we never knew about. Right. So this, also, isn't, this isn't what it's about. It's about something else. Check this out too. So the other sentiment that's out there. So you've got like the piece that's saying Zillow made a mistake. And then you've got this whole other group of people saying that a housing crash is coming and Zillow is fire sailing their properties because they know that a crash is coming. Right. So you will all sell your house to Zillow because they already... They know there's a loss coming and they're still willing to pay more, but get out before the crash happens, basically. Well, I mean, I just manipulating things. Buyers have been yeah. dying for, I mean, listen, I'm dying for a crash. We all, not a crash, but we all would like a balancing for so many different reasons, right? But I think that buyers are going to seize any opportunity that they can to get a perceived discount on a property. And I also think that you might want to, as a real estate agent, make some statements to the buying community about the fact that a crash probably isn't coming because if a lot of people are having that sentiment that Zillow is so smart that they're offloading all their properties because a crash is coming, like that's what actually causes a crash, right? Is people all at one time stopping buying because they think a crash is coming. We, I love all the comments today, you guys. Thank you. Let me catch up on them. Um, oh, sorry. Brittany Bauer says open door buys and sells to uh, like inter institutional investors for rentals as well, which honestly, I, I didn't know that. Um, Brian Ford said, I believe California passed a law giving the state first right of refusal on any foreclosed home. I'm going to look at the most California thing I've ever heard in my life. I also think if I'm not mistaken, and we should probably Google this, I also I'm think California now. recently instituted a tax for investors that if you're one of these bigger companies that are purchasing, there's like a 2% tax. Somebody had told me that. And so it's probably something we should look up also. Okay, hang on. I'm looking. Uh, 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 yeah, Brian's right. Hang on, let me share my screen. So, um, 
California passes state bill 1079, creating first right of refusal after trustee sales. This bill now creates a first right of refusal after a foreclosure sale where a buyer can purchase the property from the winning winner of the foreclosure auction by offering to purchase for any amount greater than the final price at auction. Well, I don't know, Brian, because that's basically called a redemption, right? Which we have in Colorado. We've had that forever. So we're a, we're a redemption state here too. I have to look into that more. That's interesting. Um, Ashley says, it could be additional market manipulation. In my opinion, Ashley, sorry, I have to hide your comment because it won't let me show the whole thing and then I can't read it. It could be additional market manipulation, in my opinion. They didn't devalue it themselves yet, but the next move of selling in mass will destabilize the public's confidence in the housing market. That's what we just said. It also creates behavior similar to REO properties on the market with lack of REO activity due to low foreclosures right now. There's a void of bank owned properties. Bank or corporate owned makes a lot of consumers feel like they're getting a deal to buy something straight from the bank or the investor, which feeds the narrative that a crash is coming. I sound crazy, but this is how my brain works. Okay, but what does Zillow gain from playing crash? What did they gain from making the entire market feel like a crash is coming? They could buy all these properties for way cheaper than they're buying them now. They realized all of a sudden that they paid way too much for these houses and now they need to force something to give them the upper hand. They're not running out of money. They could print it on their own. Oh, I can't read the whole comment and have it up at the screen. Sorry. Open door. Well, an LLC partner underneath the open door brand ended up writing a cash offer on my listing. They paid $30,000 over and no repairs, but the only condition it had was that it had to be able to be rented out. The home was not in great shape either. With this packaging that Zillow is doing, they have to be doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's there's a reason why the cash investors that are in my market, at least, are probably the same ones in yours that are not buying in HOAs or any um, neighborhoods where there's any restrictions on rental, because that's what they're probably trying to maximize. Um, whoa, I don't even know what to say right now. So if they control the market rent and rent goes up, then forces people to buy because they can't afford to rent and they have all of that inventory, they can then say, okay, well, you're renting my property. You can buy it for X and they're making their money back that way. Just like a home partners type situation. Yep. Or it'll push people to get back into the buying market and then they'll, you know. And there'll be an incentive tied to using them to purchase mm -hmm. your house. Yep. Like you can get out of your lease or. Yep. Krista McKissick says, has anyone heard about Trelora and Open Door teaming up? Yeah. So first of all, Trelora is not national. Their founder is a really good friend of mine. Um, but yes, in Colorado, they are. For sure. Um, Ashley says the benefit for Zillow I buyer consumer reliance on their services as well as agent reliance on their products is their advantage not to beat the drum again, but I think it's just taking it all to the next level as consumers evolve. So I just found this article from August 13th of this year. This is really interesting. So <clears throat> it's titled Zillow and other tech firms are in an arms race to buy up American homes. I'm going to put this um, actually in the chat for you guys, because I think this is going to be something great to share with, with your sphere. Um, but Zillow is doing a $450 million bond deal to get the money it needs. Open door went public to scale as quickly as possible. Even rocket homes, which is a division of rocket mortgage is getting into the action. The race is on among tech firms to gobble up us housing stock and dominate the increasingly competitive high tech house flipping market otherwise known as the fast-growing iBuyer industry. This is a quote. There's an almost arms race to get the most inventory possible, said Darren Blomquist, vice president of market economics at auction.com, who described the state of the iBuyer market as almost frenzied. It's less about making money off the inventory, at least initially, and more about who can get the most inventory the fastest. Yep. 
the same people who created Expedia own Zillow, right? So mm -hmm. essentially, like if you think about it in the respect that Expedia changed the entire travel industry, we're seeing this happen now, like in real time. But this is like, this is not okay. Like on an ethical level, like you're absolutely a million percent correct. It's the same thing. <clears throat> However, like I can't, even think of, I can't even think of an analogy. Like it would be like if Expedia bought all of the airplanes and Expedia owned all the airplanes and then they could say who could fly when and they could completely dictate the price of an airline ticket. Like this is taking home ownership, which is the fucking American dream and turning it into a monopoly. What but company like, can own the most of the American dream and resell it to you as the highest price? That's sick. But that's what, I mean, like you and I have said this, but like, yeah, we're being investigated by the Department of Justice. But this is, but this is okay. This is something that we're all just going to turn the other cheek and, and not have a conversation about for fear of getting in trouble. Well, it does make you wonder. I mean, there are multiple ways in which they could have gone about listing their inventory that did not need to involve becoming a broker. So it does almost make you how like wonder how much of that was done in order to basically buy themselves a gag order because mm -hmm. people can't talk about it. What if all of these smaller investment companies are just trying to gain market share in your area and not compete with each other, but kind of just one of them works in one area, another one works in another, just to gobble up homes so they can package them and sell them to Zillow. Wouldn't that be smarter for Zillow to just own all of those companies and take over their portfolios and have less competition for the sales? Okay, so the thing that blows my mind about it is what it does to the American people. And that's what's not okay, like, at all. Like, it's... This is... But they don't weird. care about that. They care no, about of course they don't care about that. But like, I don't understand how how the public isn't seeing this or realizing this. I mean, I think they are starting to a little bit, but like, this is absolutely crazy. Think about how much manipulation it would take. How much market share do you have to own to now influence what the um, government housing stipend gets raised to and then figure out what they're really doing. You know, like if they have that much influence, they can then say, okay, section eight housing stipend is now X. Oh, look, here's all of the houses that we now have that fit X. How much of, how much percentage of the market do you think an investor needs to own in order to be able to completely manipulate the market? I would say it's probably a lot less than we think. Yeah. I would say it's whatever Zillow owns right now is the answer to your question. It's also, it's just mind blowing to me because it's like Sophie's choice for sellers, right? Like, I mean, how do they receive messaging that this is wrong and this is harming America while also receiving an offer for a hundred thousand dollars more? But that's what I was going to say, right? Like on a very micro level, any of us, I don't care who you are and what you understand. If you can make an extra $100,000, you're going to. That is the truth, regardless of how you feel about all of this. And then you're going to go to the next market and buy a house and complain about how high those housing fees are after just doing the same thing where you just left. Yep. But and you're going to give $100,000 right back to them. Right. Exactly. But until on a very micro level, the general public begins to really understand what's going on and caring, how do you change that? You don't because they're still making a lot of money selling to these companies and people are all about themselves. Right. You and I had a conversation with Frank in um, Arizona and he made the comment that the disparity between or the, the difference between really, really wealthy people and Poor people is going to grow even greater over the next few years. And we had this conversation. This is part of that. Like home ownership is where most people make their life. 90%, 90 of all Americans' primary source of wealth is in the equity in their home. Correct. 90%. So if you think about 90% of Americans, 
where Zillow could do whatever they wanted to do and flip the market in whatever way that they wanted to, 90% of people could lose everything they have. What is stopping them from going to the banks directly and saying the mortgage bankers directly and saying, hey, if you have anybody that's late on their mortgage, instead of it going to a real REO situation, why don't we just buy it from you directly? But that's exactly right. And I've had several people this year that ended up going that route because they needed to just get out. You know, they lost their jobs during COVID. They hadn't been able to make their mortgage payments. They couldn't get caught up on the forbearance payments. And this was the path of least resistance that kept them out of foreclosure. And they still managed to make a lot of money, right? But what are they going to buy now? Are they going to end up buying another house or are they going to be renters for the rest of their life? They're going to be renters because now their credit is screwed because they couldn't pay back the forbearance, right? Like it's it's a trickle down effect. You know what they can do? They can go rent a Zillow rental house. Uh, this yep. is scary. Or Zillow will buy your house and you can rent it from them for the rest of your life. I mean, it's it's like a benevolent monster because how do you say, I hate what you're doing to America and homeownership, please give me an extra $100,000. You know, because on a micro level, everybody is out for themselves, right? No one's going to turn away. An extra How do we, as agents, articulate this to clients and teach them this in a short and concise way that's easy for anyone to understand? Because it's not. There's a lot of moving parts, and it's not easy to understand for a lot of people. But I think that people are understanding it. But again, it comes back to, at the end of the day, you want to give me 100 extra grand, though? I don't give a shit. And how long does that sustain you in the grand scheme of things? What is 100 grand? I mean, I would take if it. rents go up by dollars a month. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about my flip house, right? Like if Zillow wants to offer me 150000 more than what I paid for it, I'm probably going to do it, you guys. Like I'm just saying, like, why would I not? Anyone would do it. And I'll be a part of the problem, not the solution. But like, that's just the truth. We've just never seen anything like this before. Up until now, like the biggest threat to real estate agents was a real estate agent coming in and taking market share. Or somebody reducing their commission so that they could get your listing. I mean, this is this is like not a real estate agent coming in and taking market share. This is someone coming in and taking the market. Yeah. But this is something that we all as real estate agents, I think this is the one space that we should all be banding together and really getting educated on and really articulating to the general public in a very simplistic manner, like Angela is talking about the danger of what's truly going on. This is the one space that we as real estate agents should not be in competition and we should be banding together. All right. Well, I have an idea that I will leave up to a group vote with my other two um, business partners and best friends. Maybe this should be the first ever homegirls press release. And maybe we should put something out officially that is well articulated and that everyone else who's a real estate agent can copy and paste and put on their own social media to try to get the word out there. We just have to be very aware that we might get the big bad Z banging down our door. Mm-hmm. And we'll all lose our Facebooks again. So it was nice having you because <laughs> we know they're all in bed together, right? I mean, someone has to take the charge and put something out there that's well formatted in a way that makes sense that agents can share to their sphere and clients that explains this. And we continue to be the people that like to dive into bullshit head first. So why not? Well, and I think that that's why that Sean, I think his last name is Gocher is how you say it. Sean Gocher in Vegas, who was the TikToker who made the video, I think that that's why he created the wave that he did because it was articulated in a way that was like very simple, very to the point and very mind blowing that the average Joe, regardless of who you are and what space you live and exist in can completely understand what's happening. Right. I think maybe we work together this week to try to put something, some kind of press release like that out there that our agent community can Share to their spheres because this is just like I'm I'm having a hard time understanding it because I just I don't even if this is purposeful, it's really, really monstrous. 
and really, really scary. Well, why don't we have um, our other really influential people that are on this thread today, watching our show today, help us come up with something awesome that we can get out to all the people quickly. What yeah. would happen if us as agents all did what Zillow's doing and everybody put in 50 or 100 grand and we just took over the market? People that's what I'm saying. Like, do you remember when we found out Zillow bought showing time and everyone like banded together and we were all going to make a, our own showing service and everyone was very aligned. And then after two weeks, everyone went back to using showing time and everybody shut up. Like it's like after September 11th, right? If we keep <laughs> shutting up, we're going to get shut down. Yep. And at some point, we as the agent community have to make a stand to band together and quit with the bullshit of, well, you pay Zillow. Well, I don't pay Zillow. Well, you feed the beef. We have to come together and we have to figure this out. It's more than that. That's the thing. You're exactly right. Like, I don't care if you pay Zillow. I paid Zillow for many, many years. And the only reason I'm not paying them right now is because I don't have my team in action. But they are the best converting leads in the entire business hands down, period, zero questions asked. If I was running a team, the first thing I would probably invest in again would be Zillow because they produce the highest quality leads out there. But this is, it's, it's not okay what's happening. Like this is bigger than all of that. I think that you could probably invest in them and feel like they're ruining everything at the same time. Because again, it's that like benevolent monster thing, right? Like I want to speak out about what they're doing to my community and I want to speak out to what they're doing to Americans and, and the market, but they also feed my family because I advertise with them and they give good leads. Mm -hmm. You know, well, it hasn't. Arguably, I think Facebook has better analytics and better indicators than Zillow. Why hasn't Facebook started a real estate leads company or a real estate company? Because I bet you they can tell before anybody else what your buying signals would be. Why aren't they doing it? Well, remember, they, they used to have like an IDX feed that you could use and they took that away like quite some time ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they enter into that space, especially with the, did you guys see the metaverse announcement this week? Like. I mean, they're moving into a completely different, like they're trying to take the entire real world and put it online. They're moving into a completely different space. I wouldn't be surprised. I know Amazon is working on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, according to that article, it's an arms race to see who can get there first. Pretty damn crazy. Yep. It's scary and it's real. So the best thing we can do right now is buy some real estate and hold it personally, in my opinion. What can I do to help my family later? Buy some houses and don't let anyone buy them and just keep them forever. <laughs> buy and hold them. I don't really know what to say. I don't know what to say either other than this is scary. I mean, it, it really is scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so hard because we have an ethical responsibility not to disparage our fellow real estate agent, but don't we also have an ethical responsibility to the world and the market to tell them what's happening? But isn't that also part of the realtor code of ethics is to do right by the public? That's what I'm saying, right? So I think it's it coming off as they're just salty because Zillow's taking over market share. So that message has to be very carefully crafted. Otherwise it'll come off as spoiled kids pissed off because somebody else has taken their candy. And you're absolutely right. Like Jess, the, it's crazy to me that the department of justice wants to go after the fact that yes. real estate agents are making home ownership unaffordable by charging too large of fees when these guys are, are charging the fees and making it unaffordable. Like they're actually doing that. Mm -hmm. Like they're also charging the fees. Let's not lose that in all of this either. They are also getting paid to purchase these houses in fees. I mean, just look at that. Doesn't that make you sick? The headline for that article, 
tech firms are in an arms race to buy up American homes. I've never heard anything scarier in my life. Well, and I think, you know, to take it back to like even just new real estate agents, like, gosh, I always come back to what a scary time to get into real estate, right? Like this is a terrifying time where we're all trying to figure things out. And I just, I can't even imagine trying to learn all this stuff that you have to learn just to run your business. And then you have all of this in the background that you're trying to get educated. It just to me seems very overwhelming for a new agent and very scary. It's scary for me. It's scary for me too. Yeah. It's not enough to just know about homes. Now you have to know about economics and psychology um, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But to- we should know about that anyways. And that's a whole other soapbox, right? Like we exactly. need to stop making it okay to spend like, listen guys, when Zillow has every single person on their executive board, pH freaking D's in markets and economics, and you allow real estate agents who handle people's most valuable asset and resource and their legal ramifications that go along with that. When you allow someone to take a two week long class and spend $500 to get that kind of license, is it any wonder why Zillow is gonna continue besting us? We're idiots, no offense. I'm lumping myself in that group too. We do not have enough knowledge. We do not have enough education. We are not professional enough. There is a reason that the public is going to go to them. They're the experts because we don't behave like we are and we're supposed to be. And that's really messed up. Yeah. We should know about economics. We're selling fucking economics for a living. But why is that nothing that's ever taught in any classes, right? That's all stuff you have to learn outside of the real estate realm. I think that most people in the industry for any amount of time could probably agree that the system is very broken. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, on that sobering note, (laughs) right? Who's excited (laughs) about going to work today? Woo! That was fun. Me and my onesie are going to go cry now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, this stuff is blowing my mind. It's terrifying. (laughs) I feel like we have to take a day to process it and be sad about it and angry about it. And then we need to figure out how to fix it and what we're going to do about it, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I we are just so disconnected and disjointed, you know, like, I mean, if you think about the population of real estate agents in the United States, it's almost 5 million people. 5 million people could enact a lot of change if we could get our shit together and work with each other. Yep. I mean, most people won't even go to their local board meeting, right? Like, so that's what I always come back to is just that like, lackadaisical attitude of like, well, I'm fine. So I don't need to worry about any of this stuff. Well, you might be fine right now. Like that girl that was opposite you on the transaction the other day when she lied on a legal contract and then said, oh, it's not that serious. I think that's what everyone thinks real estate is in general. It's It's not not that that serious. serious. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait until robots own every single house in the United States of America and you have to beg them to let you live there and then it will feel serious. You'll wish that you had called us. (laughs) okay well all right well let's go shake this one out everyone enough to have nightmares about i think what i'm gonna we could try to put something together that people could share and i think that would be kind of cool scary yeah but kind of cool maybe we should do a group zoom or something with a couple people so we can brain trust it together at this moment in time we still have the upper hand. There are still more of us. Um, enough people still own their homes. This is the time to make something happen. Kelly Matthews just shared an article. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, oh, I don't know if I can. I, 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 I don't think I can open it, Kelly. I think you have to go through the actual Facebook page in the comments to click it to open it up. All right, let me see. Hang on. So, I mean, that's basically what I just said. Like, how are they not a monopoly? We have laws, you guys, about monopolies in this country. Yeah, but they're only ones that are 
worried about if they're affecting certain people. They're helping others that are the ones making the decisions on that. Doesn't really matter, right? Monopolies only come out of corruption. So I can't seem to get this article open. Kelly, if you would private message us that. That's kind of weird. I don't know why we can't open something that you shared with us. Sorry about that. But um, everyone that's in the chat, you guys should all go read that when we sign off here. Thanks for being engaged with us today. Yeah, I feel like I need to go like crank up Taylor Swift, shake it off and like move this energy around and get on with the day because this was a lot. It's heavy. I feel like I need to go out of the group. A very strongly worded letter to Zillow telling them that I think that they're assholes. <laughs> they're going to sell that as a lead to somebody. That's what's going to happen. They're going to sell that and all your information as a lead to some poor agent that paid $1,000 a month for that. That's what's going to happen, Lindsay. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Angela, Jessica, and Lindsay Bye. are in the top 1% of all realtors and would love to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Connect with the homegirls on social media at The Real Homegirls Podcast.